Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Bad Matt. I like you like lost confidence halfway through and then got it back. You're like, Bad <laughs> Matt! <laughs> I had to do something with a little bit of pizzazz and... Uh, that sounded like it was a confidence loss, not like a volume change. That was like a... Okay. <laughs> it I was sounded going... like that at least. I, was, I, don't, I don't know what I was going for. Something to piggyback off of your thing there. All right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what should people do? Uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, check out our Facebook. It's classic and good. And I was scrolling through Facebook today. What a sales pitch. Facebook, <laughs> it's classic and good. <laughs> scrolling through Facebook today, and it's all just advertisements for things I don't care about and videos I'm not interested in Man, watching. Man, you, you do not talk bad. about what you care about enough or, like, search what you care about enough. Because all of my stuff, like, I talked about, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Andrew and I were talking because it's one of the it's one of those things about advertising that they can hear what you're saying and like yep it's understandable when you like Google search something and that starts start showing up right but Andrew and I were having a conversation I need to find the text uh, that I sent him because it freaked me the fuck out when this happened uh, oh so we were talking about how we haven't bought soda for our house in like six months because mm-hmm. I don't know why we just kind of stopped. We just didn't buy soda for like a month. It just mm-hmm. like kind of, we just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And then we just, if you go a month without drinking soda after drinking soda for a long time and then try to drink a soda after that, it tastes like fucking battery acid. Yeah. I've had maybe one or two sodas in the past year. Wow. Um, like I just, it's not, it wasn't like a choice. It's not me going, I'm going to be healthy. It's just, I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Went back. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's, that's not, that's not the case. I'll get it occasionally. If I go to like Chipotle, I'll get the, uh, Pib Extra because that's my childhood soda. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. if someone's got IBC root beer, I'm going to go fucking go for it. Like I'll go for the great ones. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So we were talking about how we haven't bought soda. Mm-hmm. I got an ad for soda. That's because you have an Alexa. And we also, we talked about, uh. Uh, and I also have an Echo, so we have two Alexas. Oh, but mine is called Echo because I told it to respond to Echo because fucking Alexa can hear me from my room. <laughs> like I was like Alexa, do this thing, and then I would hear for the kitchen one go okay, and I was like what? No, you stop this one. Um, but we also talked about uh, like Cliff bars and Kind bars and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I got ads for Kind bars. Oh yeah, and I'm like, fuck, like okay, I. I talk about things mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean I want them. Right. Go for the things that I'm searching on. Like I, I search things I want all the time. Mm-hmm. Except don't please don't give me an ad for the amphibian, uh, the Cecilia. Oh yeah. I, like I randomly looked that up. It's gonna be like, hey, want a pet Cecilia? I'll be like, how'd you fucking find one? <laughs> also, definitely not. No, those things are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that's uh, so. I'm, I'm, it's interesting that you have a bunch of things you're not interested in. Yeah, I don't. It's just. I Is don't it know. stuff that came up in conversation recently? No, it's just. I don't. I don't even know what it is. It's like the 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 internet, like the internet algorithms, like this guy's a fucking ghost. What do we sell him? I don't know banjos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, check out our Facebook. We're the only good thing on there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is wow. Is it suddenly opposite day? <laughs> uh. Anyway. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do that. Yep. Uh, I just want to say this right at the top before we uh, get into our Watchmen up to Okay. Um, so Matt and I have decided we're coming up on our 100th episode. Yep. 
Who the fuck thought we were going to make it to 100 episodes? <laughs> Nobody. I did. I certainly didn't. I had faith. I, I thought we were going to get to like 25 and like slowly fade out. But through doing a whole bunch of backup episodes, a few <laughs> recordings of like side little spinoffs that we have yet to edit, um, and episodes that released the day before the next one's supposed to release... Hashtag Woo! the most recent episode. <laughs> uh, we've almost made it to 100 episodes. We're getting close. Uh, unfortunately, the way that years work and months work and the way our kind of scheduling thing work, it's not going to be like a nice round. Like, oh, we've been doing it for three years. Right. Well, we've been doing it about almost three years at that point. Two and a half, right? Two and a half. So we started in the spring of 2017. Yeah, it was like April, like April, like early yeah. April, something like that. First movie we reviewed was Guardians 2. Yeah. No. So like, well, we're we're getting up there. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I decided that for our 100th episode, we're not going to do a topic, which was what we typically do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually like we plan out six months in advance movies that are coming out, make it topical, things that are happening. Um, ideally. Ideally. Uh, this definitely is not the case. This episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think what we decided what we're going to do for the 100th episode is we're just going to talk. It's going to be more of like a just kind of just whatever we discuss. It's going to it's um, almost bringing us back to our roots of why we started the podcast in the first place, mm-hmm. where we would just be sitting in our church in the, in the college lounge mm-hmm. and just shooting the shit about comic books and stuff like yeah. that. And our friends got annoyed listening to us talk about it, which is why we moved to this. Yep. Um, but it's ba- it's back to our roots. It's just mm-hmm. we're just gonna talk about things. Um, I've got a couple ideas that I want to like kind of shoot your way. We just talk about it. Yep. Um, but it. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to put it out there to people who actually uh, like to you guys. Uh, so this is less of a oh send us ideas for episodes. Just if you have like an idea, you want to hear our thoughts on something. Um, just. Let us know. Put it in the comment. Uh, put it on Facebook. Send one of us a message. Text one of us. Like, mm-hmm. you guys know us all personally. Yeah. Um, there's, my there's certainly nobody that listens to this that doesn't know us personally. Um, yeah. But if you don't know us personally, you can find us on all the things. Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Twitter. All those places. Gmail. Um, Mark, send us your Bionicle Theory. Yeah. Mark, come on! <laughs> it's been two weeks! <laughs> it's been a lot longer than that. Has it? <laughs> yeah. Two, three weeks? Four weeks? I don't know. A couple months. Um... But, uh, yeah, like, I just kind of, what's your thoughts? Things you want to hear us that you, you haven't mentioned it to us yet because you're like, I don't think they can fill an episode on that. Yeah. Just, you know, random little one-off things that you're, you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Like, Hey, what are your thoughts on, um, ketchup? What's the best kind of ketchup? What's sure. the worst variety of ketchup? Uh, I don't like ketchup. Me neither. So probably not that one. I'm, there's a contact that just fell off my foot. Oh gross it's the the blight of having daily contact sometimes they just end up in weird places uh. um but yeah no so anything you guys want to like we've got our ideas but like obviously probably want to pander more to you guys like yeah. if you want to hear what we want to say about something let us know yeah put us in that uh put put your things in those places you can find us and text us and we'll do that that's our 100th episode so you got about two months before that comes out yep 93 uh yeah so that said yep matt what you went up to uh, I've actually been up to a couple things. Oh, good, because I've been up to jack shit. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't read any comics, but I did read a little more Game of Thrones. Um, excuse me. I'm a... Uh, excuse me. Wow, you, like, held the first one in, and then you just held to the second one. <laughs> I was like, it'd be funnier if I let it out, and then I felt another one coming, and I was like, yes! So many bug bites. Golden opportunity. Uh, I've been... Re- I'm still... I'm probably two-thirds of the way through Clash of Kings right now. Okay. Um, I'm... Cash of Clings. Cash of Clings. 
Uh, if I didn't have to do some cleaning this morning in the apartment, I probably would have finished the Battle of Back- Blackwater. Oh. Which is set in the day in the book, which I didn't remember. Really? Yeah. So that's huh. interesting and a little different. Yeah. But it makes sense because uh, in TV, you, you can do much more omniscient, like jump the camera around and show all the different things that are happening at once. Yeah. But if you're in the books, it's all every chapter is from the perspective of one character. So yeah. if you want to show what's going on across a big broad span battlefield you got to be able to see what's going on yep can't see what's going on in the middle of the night also i think putting it at night especially with the explosion with the green explosion makes it a much more spectacular shot which that's true. it did absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that was the first like that was the first moment of how big this show could get yeah. i think that was it's um it plays out fairly similarly in the uh in the books there's just a lot more detail on all the battle plans and it's it's more organized and just generally makes a little more sense mm-hmm. the way things are laid out. Um, there's a point, uh, the the main part of the battle with the actual like explosions and the landing the ships and stuff is all from Davos's perspective. Okay. Um, <coughs> Wait, and, really? Yeah. He gets like fucking taken out of commission immediately in the show. Right. <laughs> because the show, for one thing, it has to underwrite the whole thing a little bit for budgetary reasons. Oh, yeah. It's a much more protracted battle. Um, in the show, there's just like the one ship that's full of wildfire and it comes out as a decoy and blows up the entire fleet. In the books, uh, Tyrion realizes that Stannis and his commanders are going to sense a trap if they just send out one boat full yeah. of wildfire. So he sends most of the Royal Armada up the river. Oh, shit. So there's a whole big protracted naval battle and there's yeah. uh, catapults throwing uh, like fire bombs off of the walls of King's Landing uh-huh. down on the ships and there's ships crashing into each other and people boarding each other. And it's really intense and complicated, but he writes it in a way where you kind of get the flow of what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> And then he blows stuff up, and it's it's really fun. Um, hmm. And there's a moment where Davos explicitly thinks to himself, yeah, they had to sacrifice their whole fleet, otherwise we would have realized it was a trap. And then Tyrion says that to Joffrey, I think, mm-hmm. in the next chapter where it switches over to Tyrion's perspective. Yeah. So it's cool. just, it's, it's like the show, but it's starting to distance itself in moments where it can be better. It is. Yeah. Uh, there's still some awkward moments in the, in the writing cause George struggles with his English language, but his, his attention to detail and his command of his own world, uh, is just unsurpassed. Yeah. I've been reading some stuff about some fun little theories and little throwaway moments of symbolism. And there's just, there's so much stuff that yeah. is, it has to be planned cause there's so many of these little details, but it's just ridiculously obscure and small like someone will hear a story at an inn and it's it just happens to be a metaphor that explains a mysterious character's backstory yeah and just crazy stuff like that yeah it's very cool so i'm really enjoying that still cool uh i went saw lion king today with hannah's family are you gonna you want to say what what you thought about you're gonna tie it into our episode um I do want to say more of my thoughts as a movie. Okay. Now, uh, man, the original cartoon's really good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about where I expected your ex- your opinion was going to go. Yeah. Well, I had two thoughts kind of alternately running through my head the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, three. So the first one was, man, the cartoon did this a lot better. Yeah. Uh, the second was, 
man, the Jungle Book was really good. <laughs> the third, the third was this feels like a two-hour, two hundred million dollar DVD extra on the twenty-fifth anniversary edition or something. Yeah, it just it adds nothing. That's it's, that's what I figured it was gonna do. It's so empty. It's very close to shot for shot. Yeah. Um, some of the dialogue is different. Most of the jokes are updated. Uh-huh. Not to any of their benefit, except oh. one. There's one good one. Um, it, near the end, uh, when they're attacking Scar and his hyenas, uh-huh. um, they need to sneak past him, and so Timon and Pumbaa have to be bait. Yeah. Um, and in the uh, in the cartoon, they put on like a little Hawaiian song and dance number, and yeah, Pumbaa has an apple in his mouth or something. Uh-huh. Um, in this one, uh. <laughs> uh Pumbaa lays down and Timon gets up on his back and he launches into the start of, he does like the, the little introduction that Lumiere gives in beauty and the beast and launches into like the first three notes of be our guest. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And then then it breaks off into a scream as the hyenas chase them down. Yeah. So I, I really appreciated that one. Uh, all of the other jokes are going to be really dated in 10 years or just didn't land in the first place. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of what feels like they let sort of improvisatory comedians riff, but only for two or three takes. Yeah. And so they weren't working with great material. So um, humor's mostly bad. Uh, the visuals are nice. Like there's very few moments where you think, ooh, that's rough CGI. Mm-hmm. But it's so realistic and that it really clashes with the, the very cartoony story yeah. and the humor and the fact that characters are breaking into song all the time. Yeah. And the, a lot of people have pointed out they have no facial expressions and so there's no emotion to it. Yeah. And it just, it's a, it's kind of an uncomfortable watch. It's not uncanny Valley, but your brain is trying to simultaneously think of this as very real and very stylized and yeah. it doesn't jive. And it's it. <laughs> Matt it's, is still coughing by the way after a yeah. month. Yeah. This is I don't know. I always get sick in the summer and it always lingers. Um there's one moment that I think was like a revelation for how the movie should have gone. Mm-hmm. Where it's after the stampede and Scar tells Simba to run away. And then there's a shot, and I think this is in the trailer of Scar in the like down in that ravine um, with the dust behind him, and like camera's facing him head on, and mm-hmm. he's got kind of a menacing look in his eyes, and the, the dust is still kind of swirling around him, and you see the hyenas walk up beside him, and he just kind of kill him, and it's mm. it's it's an intense moment, and it makes me really wish that they'd gone back and done sort of an aggressive rewrite like they did with jungle book, mm-hmm. turn it into more of an action adventure type thing. Yeah. Cause I think they could have pulled that off really nicely. Yeah. But, uh, on that note, I'm super stoked for Milan. They showed the trailer before that. And I was like, yeah, uh, wait, did we talk about that? We talked yeah. about how like, I'm happy they're not doing music. Cause you can, do we talk about that part? Do we know they're not doing music? Yeah. They're not doing music. Okay. Which I fucking love. Yes. Because if you think about it, yes, music can play. Uh, the, the only argument I've had people like give me is that music is a good way of doing time jumps. 
There's so many other ways you can do time jumps if you're a good filmmaker. Yeah. So, and also, there's not really that much of a time jump. With no, Mulan. Mulan's a really short, straightforward but also, story. It's also like, and they were like, okay, well, what about like, uh, um, make a man out of you? That's like a good like time jump before like becoming a man. It's like, how about you know, you you tell that story. Yeah. Like, watch her do this. Watch her overcome this. Because it's just like, a, oh, she's being badass during boot camp. Mm-hmm. I want to feel that struggle, like, yeah. that, that the time it took her to do that. Yeah. Because she's based on a real character, right? A real person? Uh, Yeah, loosely, 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 of course. But... Um, but, like, when you have songs, like, there's a lot of songs that are just filler. It's just three and a half, four minutes of <laughs> something you can say with a line. Right. And so the animated movie was, like, an hour and a half. Something like that. You make it two hours, cut out the music, you have so much more time to develop this badass fucking woman yeah um and that is something i'm super excited for yeah. like just um also you know again this is one of those things we're gonna have a little bit of trouble t- talking about this movie when it comes out uh same how we did kind of with black panther because mm-hmm. we are white males yep <laughs> uh definitely not an asian female in a very sexist place nope. um but we can appreciate large-scale historical epics like the best of them so yes um and I'm happy, and, you know, we're white, so I don't have the joy that, like, I'm sure actual Chinese people do. But they took out, like, all those insanely racist characters, like mm-hmm. the dragon. Yeah. It's like, it's so horribly racist. <laughs> <laughs> and so they took those out. I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah. I'm going to go watch the trailer again when I get home, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I want to yeah. watch it. It looks good on the big screen, I'll tell you that. Good. Um, I don't have anything else to say about The Lion King. Oh, the voice acting is not great. Mm. Um. Donald Glover is a he's a very talented man. He should not have been Simba. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. I saw clips of it. Did not. Yeah. In fairness, Matthew Broderick never worked very well for the original. So yeah. And I guess that's just the theme. Simba well, I mean, doesn't work. I, th- I feel like it worked a little bit like that kind of like a little bit more tenery kind of. Yeah. I'm a young adult yeah. works well in animation. Yeah. But you definitely need a James Earl Jones. For a dragon, like you can't have. Uh, I'm I'm imagining if you like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Troy? No, Abed from Community. Mm. I'm just imagining him give a giant actual lion roar. At it's such a juxtaposition between his voice and the way a lion actually roars. Yeah, and <coughs> then work. Yeah, I feel like Seth Rogen and uh, Ben Ben Pete Ben. Something. What that guy's name is? Uh, he played Craig in uh, Parks and Rec. Uh. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like they were a pretty good cast for those. Yeah, two. they worked fine. But it, most of the problem was with them. With they have a lot of humorous lines, yeah. and a lot of them just didn't work. Yeah. Um, they're also very different humor style. Like the two of them. So if they were going improv of each other, the two of them are very different humor styles. It was a lot of them just kind of like hammering the same non-joke into the ground for three or four back and forths. Was it like I like as I watched the the clip of when they found Simba mm-hmm. and like Seth Rogen was like, "Can we keep him?" And then like uh, Timon was like, "No." And then later he was like, "Oh, we should keep him. I have that idea." Did they do that whole bit? They did. Times? They did that whole kind of thing roughly a couple of times. Yeah. That that first version was the most fleshed out and honestly one of the best yeah. best interactions between mm-hmm. them. Uh, so that was not good. Um, Chotel Geofor, I I really like as an actor. He's a terrible scar. 
Hmm. He just kind of sounds mournful. Hmm. And Jeremy Irons is iconic. I don't know why they didn't bring him back. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to come back. I don't know. Maybe he's got too many contracts with uh, with Warner Media to do a whole bunch of movies with Alfred. Yeah. And he can't go to Disney. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we don't know about. Maybe sure. they're doing a whole bunch of Alfred movies. That's probably it. I could take a Jeremy Irons Alfred series. Honestly? Yeah. There's the Alfred series, Pennyworth. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. That's the thing, isn't it? Unfortunately. Name one good live action uh, superhero movie or show. Daredevil? Different production. Uh, <laughs> Carter and I actually had that conversation. Different production style for those ones. Uh, okay. Live action or uh, TV. Like uh, actual on like TV. Like cable TV. To- yeah. Um, I thought. I was. I was. Ups- I, I put myself into like a depression for about five minutes. Legion. Is that a cable television? Yeah. Okay. It's on FX. And I've only seen the first season. That's that's very high on my list because season two is on Hulu now mm-hmm. to get back into. That's a great show. Okay. <coughs> did right. it. Nailed it. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, anything else you did? Let's see. Uh, oh, um, so Hannah took the second part of the CPA on Saturday. So that's yesterday. How'd you feel? Uh, felt good. good. She also got a 94 on the first part, <laughs> which you need, a, you need a 75 to pass. And she came out of it like, I'm not sure how I did. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was good. And so we got kind of drunk last night and Yay! watched the first two episodes of Sherlock again. Oh, good. Because she never finished season three and mm. wants to watch through oh, season four. It would have been great for you guys to come out. I wish I'd messaged you personally because yeah. you don't get group me texts. Sometimes I do. I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that that first season is really great, and the second season is also really great. Uh, it's got I, the first time I watched it. It was probably four years ago at this point. Uh-huh. So I wasn't looking at it with a very critical eye. Um, and so you can kind of see some problems. Um, it's aggressively self indulgent. Hmm. Just there's so many moments where it builds up to like a trailer shot or like a, just a cool line that you can replay over and over again. Yeah. Um, (coughs) and the, the writing in general is a lot of like Sherlock solves all the impossible stuff that no one can grasp and does all the fancy deduction and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then there's always one little gap that it's really easy for the audience to put together, but he never can. Yeah. And so if you're paying a, a reasonable amount of attention you can always catch something that he misses that ends up being a key to the mystery um which makes sense because you want the audience to feel engaged and feel like they're also smart but it it doesn't click with sherlock when he's missing fairly obvious stuff yeah um but that being said it's a super fun show Mm -hmm. so i i think you should it's on the list it's it's up high on the list i think that'd be a good one for like a um kind of a background show it's not it's not as dense as you'd expect okay and it's just it's a really fun watch okay noted and there's also not a lot of it yeah there's i've been working my way through letter kenny again because i don't mm. have I'm, so if you okay so that that's good to know that that's kind of a because i'm almost out of background shows yeah there's <laughs> i think 13 episodes total okay but each one's 90 minutes to two hours gotcha they're almost mini movies cool yeah so i think that's all i've been up to I'll probably remember something else in a minute here, but you better mm-hmm. do your stuff. Uh, so I have pretty much <coughs> jack shit. Uh, I started reading Hush because the animated movie is coming out, or it came out. It's coming out on uh, the st- streaming service in a couple days, I think. 
Um, I've been listening to a, listening to a fuck ton of Tool. Oh yeah, because going back to that old well. Tool is now on streaming services, mm-hmm. so I I can stop listening to it on YouTube and wasting all of my data. <laughs> uh, also, their new album is coming out in a month after mm-hmm. thirteen years. That's a long time. That's a long time. Wow. Um, Have they so been I'm, working on it steady all those no, years? No, they they took a break <coughs> and they announced they were working on it about a year ago. They okay. started working on it about a year ago. Because they, like, uh, they, they all have their other side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Maynard James Keenan, who's the main guy, was working with uh, uh, Perfect Circle a lot more, which is his other side gig, who's just as uh, a little, little not as good, but it's still really good. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of, uh, I've been exploring the bands that I have just mindlessly accumulated, mm-hmm. but not actually like given attention they deserve. Um, cause typically what I will do is I have a genre playlist on Spotify and then I will, once I'm familiar with everything in there, <coughs> I will start a playlist radio mm-hmm. and I'll go through and I'll find like the next like 10 artists that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I will take all of their music, throw it in a playlist and start listening to it. Okay. But when you have that vol, that volume of people, mm-hmm. you really don't like, retain any of it right uh so i would do that with it like i have an alternative rock thing so it's stuff like uh um uh, it's it's more of just like alternative it's not rock it's not jazz it's kind of like this um it's not pop so people like Nicki minaj i don't like them like there's no rap in it mm-hmm. uh with the exception of 21 so it's like 21 pilots panic of the disco i'm just listening to big ones um foster the people that kind of stuff it's like typically a little more upbeat things uh but it's it's basically it's not rock rock or right. just electric guitar like like <coughs> foo fighters and stuff like that yeah. um i've heard that stuff described as sort of alt pop almost it's it's like for me it's like right between alt pop and alt rock okay so i, I have a, a the label or the playlist label is called alternative rock mm-hmm. um and so i would do that a lot but the the rock playlist I was really familiar with because that was way back when I actually had to buy the albums. Mm-hmm. So I got really familiar with them and I'm like super comfortable with shit like that. Right. Um, but them, I didn't really give much of them the full attention they deserved. Um, so I started listening. I just kind of chose one. Um, oh no, I didn't just choose one. The second time I chose one, the first time I was just listening to it on repeat and the song gasoline by, uh, Preston, how are you blanking on the name? You've been two door cinema club. Uh, I've never heard of them. Yeah, I figured you would. You definitely <coughs> would not have. Um, they've got like two kind of radio songs, but that's basically it. Okay. I mean, they've got four albums and it just clicked with me. That song clicked with me. So I went and listened to that album and I was like, that album's really good. And then typically what'll happen with me with like, I like almost all music mm-hmm. that is at least reasonably crafted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what I'll do is I'll like listen to an album and then there will be, I'll just listen to it. Like kind of, I'll listen to it on shuffle because what I've noticed with the way that I listen to music is if I listen to it just straight, pl- straight through, I'll find myself restarting. Cause I'll like, I'll listen to the album, like mm-hmm. on my way to church or on my way to work or on my way to school uh-huh. and I'll get a few songs in and then I'll want to go listen to something else at some point during the day. And then on the way back, I'll, Oh, I need to go back and listen to that album. And I'll start it again. So I get uh, really familiar with the early ones, right. and then I never hear the later ones. Right. And there's this weird, like, oh, I'm not very familiar with this song. A great example is Seether, uh, Strings Better Left un- uh, 
Strings Better Left Unfrayed is an art as an album that they have. Mm-hmm. And their last few songs fucking really know none of them. But the first mm-hmm. several I'm really familiar <laughs> with and can sing it perfectly. Um <coughs> so what I I found this one song and I listened to that and I got cool, comfortable with it. So I'll play it on shuffle so I can get mm-hmm. randomized. And I will get I, uh, I'll appreciate the album for what they want the album to be. Right. And so I will like that album. And then I'll go to like another album. And be like, Oh, that's so much different. I'm not really like super into it. Mm-hmm. But then I'll find that one song that clicks mm-hmm. and then it'll, it'll, it, and it worked. And now I, li- I listen to all 21 or two door cinema club. And I love them. All of their music. Okay. Um, their most recent album actually takes a bit more disco. Uh, I'm trying to listen to a lot of upbeat stuff. I'm trying to stick to the upbeat stuff right. uh, for, you know, reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm in a new stage of my life, so I'm trying to... I, I'll do this. If I'm in a new stage where either in or out of a new relationship, in a, in a, into college, into, like, something very different in my life when I got my, for, or my new job, uh, I will want to find... I will discover a new band or, like, a new couple bands mm-hmm. that I can use that and I can... I can f- I can be in that new stage of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause when I listen to stuff like breaking Benjamin brings me back to 2012 when I moved to Oklahoma and I was playing Skyrim or uh, Minecraft mm-hmm. listening to breaking Benjamin. That's that stage of my life. So the um, soundtrack for your life. Exactly. Yeah. So like okay. I can listen to any artist and I will be able to tell you exactly like kind of where I was at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panic at the disco and uh, 21 pilots are very associated with uh, an ex of mine that like that mm-hmm. time still really like their music. So it's not, I rarely have a negative light or memory with music, but mm-hmm. I like to do that. So like right now it's Tudor cinema club, Carolina liar and, um, um, young, the giant are the three artists that I really didn't listen to much. There was a couple songs like with young, the giant, I heard waves once a while ago mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's kind of a neat song. It's uh, it's a song in four, four, but there's a three, four kind of like, backbeat to it or uh three four kind of doom, 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 like just along with it like, oh, that's kind of neat mm-hmm. um and now i really like all of them and i listen to them all a lot because i gave them the attention that they deserve mm-hmm. so those are three albums or three artists i've been listening to a lot of um also i realized the other day that uh i was doing laundry and when I uh, when I put like fabric softener in, then you take some water and kind of keep, uh, fill the fabric softener thing up all the mm-hmm. way. It's always been warm water, even though I do cold water to keep my colors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's probably just like stagnant, which makes no sense because the water supply is right there and doesn't go to the exterior, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be like stagnant, warmed up from the exterior. So like interesting, and like I would touch, I'm like you know, it should be warming or it should be cooling off by now because I do cold, cold. Right. I'm like. It's it's hot. It's getting hotter. So I like just test it and I switched it over to hot cold and cold water started coming out. I'm like, fuck Whoa. for a year I've had these tubes swapped. Uh <laughs> and that's why like and uh, if Ellie Lantane ever listens to this episode, I will be outing myself that I washed her hammock on hot, hot water water. Oops. Not a good idea. <laughs> uh it didn't do any damage. Uh, like, none of my clothes are ruined. Mm-hmm. So obviously like a year of this stuff, like right. my, my black jeans are faded a little bit. They're like, they're mm. a little lighter than pure black. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Um, but like some of my colors faded and that's, I was wondering why I was doing cold, cold. It's like, why are these fading? So I figured that out. So I went to like turn off the, like switch off the valve so that I could switch the tubes. Mm-hmm. 
busted the valve. Oh. Or busted the O-ring. The O-ring, like, kind of squished and water started spraying. So I had to go turn off water. And, oh, my... I don't know if my dad. I don't want to let just hear him hear me say this, but like my dad is like a great landlord. Mm-hmm. Like just had, he will come and do what he can to fix something that went wrong. Right. Um. He made the joke that he's going to take it out of my security deposit, and I'm like, you know what? It was the fucking house. If you're doing something that's that's supposed to be done, like turning off a valve and it breaks the valve, mm. not really my fault. But yeah. he's not. He's not going to do that. But uh, he spent two days trying to get because the guy that lived there before us was a redneck DIY and mm. everything is just really like shittily done mm-hmm. and there's just, just shit everywhere and it's super messy behind our dish or uh, laundry machine and so he just like today he basically he cut the pipes all the way back to like another point and just like redid it himself wow um but I've been out without water for two days uh not not entirely I could, they turned it on we'd um we'd capped it well enough that we could turn the water service back on so like that night i had the shower Mm -hmm. um but didn't have water yet during yesterday didn't have water during the day spent today working on it um him more so than me because i took a couple naps and stayed up really late last night Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so i'm very tired Mm -hmm. and i didn't have water and i'm finally doing laundry because we got it finished yay uh two minutes before you texted me that (laughs) or no two minutes after you texted me that you were ready to go uh, so I am hot off the grill with that one. Nice. Uh, my legs are chewing up to sh- like beat like just mm-hmm. mosquitoes everywhere because we have an I have a garage laundry thing. Right. And the fact that there has been water everywhere and hot means the mosquitoes were like, look, new home. Yeah. And so there's just a ton of mosquitoes in our garage right now. Uh, but, good times. Good times. So I'm gonna be kind of tired and not exactly the best of moods All right. for this one, but uh, <laughs> that's what I've been up to's. Okay. Any news? Not really, since we recorded our last one pretty late. Yeah, we did our last one late, and like, there's always a bit of a slowdown after everyone dumps everything at Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con. Um, the only thing that I had is that there's a apparently a, a secret trailer for Tenet attached to Hobbs and Shaw that people showed up Thursday night, and there's like, whoa, whoa, there's a Tenet trailer. Uh, it hasn't been released online yet. We haven't so, seen it yet. I didn't we know about still don't even today. know like what it's about unless you've seen the trailer, right? <laughs> oh no, we know a little bit, a little bit of it. We know it's a uh, um, globe-trotting international yeah. spies and assassins and conspiracies of some sort. Yeah. So maybe we'll um, get more stuff from the trailer. Yeah. Apparently, I read a I read a description. It's just like a kind of a br- brief description. Apparently, um, it might have to do with time travel. Okay, man, so, he likes his time. Yeah. He's, he's very fascinated with time, and yeah. uh, well, I think there's he's he's a director that deserves, I think, to tackle time travel head on. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we're planning to see Hobbs and Shaw tomorrow, and so hopefully it's yep. still attached to it then, and we can come back with a full report next week. Yes. So, I think that's the only news thing I have. Um, uh oh, I've got a couple. Oh no. Oh, fucking take a guess. Take a wild swing at what it's about. Your favorite two letters in the entire alphabet. Uh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> what a layered joke that one was. <laughs> okay, so I saw two announcements with the CW. Oh, fuck. God. Um, number one. 
I'm going to start with the one that makes me less angry, but still very angry. All right. Build and you'll see, and with, with what it is, you'll be curious what the one that makes me more angry is. Oh, boy. They're apparently looking at another property to start another show. Which means they're going to ruin a fucking another character. Oh, no. They haven't said what it is. They just said they're looking. Oh, no. But they butchered every one of them so much so far. Mm-hmm. And, like, they still they still can't get Batman. Yep. <laughs> so, like, what are they going to do? But uh, on that note, still can't get Batman. Kevin Conroy is now cast to play Bruce Wayne in the Crisis in, Unf- Crisis in Infinite Earths what? line. Or, like, that crossover. What? So, in okay, so in case... There's several things to this. First of all, Kevin Conroy is the iconic Batman voice. He's the one that did it for the Batman animated series. He's the one that's d- done it for almost every animated movie that's been around. Uh, he's kind of phased out. He's the he's the um, the Batman to Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, like they're the iconic voice acting duo for those two people. The dynamic duo, you the might dyna- say, except not not really. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, if you know what he looks like. He does not look like Bruce Wayne. No. He's like, he's a scrawny kind of old man. Like, he's like yeah. a late 50s, early 60s, like, and if you're, like, if you're going with, so the, in the CW, apparently Batman's been gone for a while, so I think what they're going with is Batman's retired. hmm Retired Batman's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's not the body structure of someone who has been as fit and ripped as batman is right it just makes no sense yeah what the fuck you're ruining kevin conroy poor kevin conroy what the hell so that happened oh boy boy the cw never ceases to disappoint yeah no not even disappoint disappoint would be like a sad like a sigh this is like you know when you like when your parents are like I'm not mad I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's like I'd rather be disappointed. Yeah. I'm just enraged. I'm just constantly seeing red whenever the fucking CW shows up. Yeah, like I refuse to watch Supernatural because of CW because it's CW. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like and I can respect that. I boy, this is gonna get me followed. But if if arson wasn't illegal. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Probably a little topical based on the an- the Japanese animation studio, so maybe I shouldn't have made that joke. But now <laughs> Rage. Rage. Also I'm I I am not a tough person. Yeah. There's no way I I I am the least likely person to get it to commit like a crime crime. Like yeah. I'll get a speeding ticket. Sure. Because like I forgot how fast I was going. Like that's basically it. Uh, yeah. That's your kind of crime. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Maybe I'll steal a gummy worm or so from something from a kid. Whoa. And then throw the kid off a building, but that's not a crime. Right. They never say you can't throw a child off the building. Hey, you can't kill a kid. But right. gravity killed the kid. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I, there were a couple of trailers before Lion King that I wanted to mention. Mulan, we hit. Yep. Um, there's one for the Adams Family movie. Oh. That no one in the theater laughed at any of the jokes. Ooh. And there were a lot of little kids in the showing, and Ooh. a lot of their parents. It. Mm. I was expecting that. To happen. <clears throat> yeah, there was a there was a terrible Nickelodeon original movie about firefighters with John Cena that got a lot more laughs. Uh, in the trailer. 
John Cena, what are you doing? I don't know. He should be Drax. I get it. I understood that reference. Hey, look at me go. There was another one I wanted to mention. I can't also, remember. Also, the people that don't get it, John Cena, <coughs> like the Drax standing still being invisible, John Cena does a little thing where he waves his hand in front of his face, and that's the, yeah, just fucking. That's the. Yeah. E.B. White. I'm going to leave that one. If you want to figure out, if people want to figure out what that joke was, you can go do it. Should I explain it? I know who E.B. White was. Should I explain it? No. Because, okay. Just leave it there. It's a, there's a, as a reference, or there's a, this joke was made in Rick and Morty. Uh, and when I, yeah, the whole point is that I shouldn't, I'm not going to explain it. Okay. Good. Very good. <laughs> uh, there was another one I wanted to mention, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Obviously not important <laughs> enough. Uh, so Matt, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're talking kind of generally about opinions on movies. And how they change, to be a little more specific. If you want to know why this idea happened, you should go listen to the Spider-Man review. Yeah. Gage there's... made a comment about it because he said it was hilarious listening to <laughs> listening to how that happened. Yeah. So there's kind of three inciting incidents, I think, for this, for me, um, for really coming up with this topic. The first was our Spider-Man review. Yep. Where we came out and we sat down and we were like, okay, so we saw Spider-Man. Well, what did we think? And I was like... You know, it was pretty good. I had fun, got some issues, but it was, it was good. And you were like, this is great. This is the best movie I've ever seen. I love it I so much. I definitely did not make that claim. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was a lot of fun, and I and it was just it was you a great really, movie. You really enjoyed it. It was a great movie. And, this, and then that review, you have never seen me... Like it's so usually we're like we we will typically have like kind of different opinions uh-huh. and like you'll kind of bring me down a little bit like you know, there's yeah. a couple issues and maybe you'll bring me up a little yeah. bit if I'm down on it yeah we'll kind of normalize to you've each other. never seen me plummet so hard past you yeah I stayed <laughs> I stayed pretty steady about where I was and you went from like this is great this is so much fun to this is just a bad movie yeah it's not a great movie <laughs> it was it was so weird that there was there was a few key sentences where I was just like oh. Yeah, uh, kind of it was like an existential <laughs> crisis during the whole review. I was just like, "What? Wow! Yeah, that was a bummer." <laughs> and it's just like if there was a chart, like Matt would be kind of plateaued, and I start like way up there, and I hit the floor. <laughs> just like, and just imagine you like if we were flying, and you, like I was like Icarus. It's like Icarus almost. Oh, I remember the other trailer, uh, the Roland Emmerich Midway movie. How did Icarus remind that? You said flying, and there's some aerial dogfight shots. That looks like it could be a lot of fun. It could be terrible, but a big-budget Pacific campaign World War II movie with Roland Emmerich throwing money at the screen, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. But anyway. I'm imagining us flying, and you just like, you like look up, and you're like, oh, he's flying a little too high, like for Mm -hmm. what should be. And then you look away, you hear like a whoosh, and then you look up. And then you look down, and I'm, like, in the floor. <laughs> like, fucking what? That is the uh, analogy for how that review went. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens. So opinions. Uh, What's the other two in signing? Uh, well, the the other one was actually just going to see Lion King today. Because in general, I consciously started making an effort maybe a year ago to avoid as much as possible uh, taking in outside opinions before seeing a movie. 
um, just so I could try to go in and form my own judgment. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so I'll generally, I'll if it's not something where I have to report on the trailers, I might even avoid trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, if I watch trailers, I'll watch like the first couple and avoid TV spots and stuff. Yep. Um, I'll avoid reviews. I'll avoid looking at like the IMDb Oops, and Star Metacritic Wars numbers. trailer yet. Nope. We probably won't. Soon. I don't think we get the second one probably till September. When's D23? Um, Is that like September? August, September, something. Oh, uh, keep going and I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, but so Lion King, I wasn't really expecting to see. And so I did read some reviews and looked at some articles about how I was like, oh, it's not very good. The animals don't have faces. You just did a jump. Is it going on right now? It's going on in two weeks. Oh. <laughs> three weeks. Two or three, three weeks. Three okay. weeks. No, yeah, I guess August. Late August. Yeah, okay. Because I remember... Because that's when they dropped the trailer for Force Awakens, the second one. Mm. Because it had the really cool version of... um, I guess the, the love theme. The... But it had like a really epic version. And so I immediately oh, yeah. pre-ordered the soundtrack. And then that wasn't on it. It was just trailer music. Aww. And I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Some good moments on that soundtrack. Careful it's... with pre-orders there. Yeah. It's a lesson well, I learned. I learned, I learned that lesson. Yep. So anyway. that'll probably be happening. Uh, anyway, so I, I went in with more expectations and I was kind of curious to see how my opinion would be affected. And of course, I don't have a counterfactual. I don't know how I would have gone in. My opinions were uncolored by mm-hmm. other people's. But it was interesting to see how I... I almost consciously felt like I was forming my own opinions in a way that was trying to avoid intersecting with people. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think I am do try to be real conscientious about my own opinions on movies. Yep. <coughs> um, and then the other one, this actually happened a while ago, uh, was Thor Ragnarok. So we came out of that the first time and we were like, this is great. This is, an incredibly fun movie and it's really good and it's well done. Yep. Um, and I, and I kind of sat on it for a couple weeks and I thought back on it after a couple weeks and I was like, it wasn't that good. Like it was okay. It was pretty good, but I was like, it's, you know, it's, it's not brilliant. Yeah. And then I went back and I rewatched it and I came out of it and I was like, this is great. This is the best MCU movie. I love this. Yeah. And I discovered that I don't retain humor. For movies, if a movie's funny, it doesn't stick with me past the theater. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, um, do you remember that movie Central Intelligence? I'm kind of the same way, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really remember many of the, I remember the Hulk hitting the floor. Yeah. But that, like, and uh, the, the the snake bit about him. Oh, like, oh and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm a snake. Yep. Like that kind of thing. I remember, yeah. like, a couple things, but yeah. a lot of the stuff I don't remember. But, um, uh, but Central Intelligence, Central Intelligence? With, uh, Rock and... Rock and uh, Kevin rock. Hart. Yeah. <laughs> rock and Pebble. Yeah. <laughs> rock and Pebble. Uh, it's... I mean, it's a bad movie. Let's let's not pretend otherwise. Wow, what a shocker. Um, it's got some fairly major pacing issues. And... Um, but I, I watched it. Um, and I came out of it and I was like... That was not great, but it wasn't really a waste of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some decent jokes, and I, I kind of enjoyed myself. And I found myself thinking back like a month later or so, man, that movie was just awful. It had nothing going for it. Yeah. And I just, again, I didn't retain any of that humor. Mm-hmm. 
So am I just weird, or is that maybe a thing? No, that's so. I think actually, kind of tying it back, tying it back to the the Spider Man thing. I think with Far From Home, what they tried to do is they tried to put too much weight on the charm of him being funny, mm-hmm. and with the fact, and I think I'm kind of in the same boat that like I don't retain humor very much. Like I remember a few particular jokes, and they'll like. There'll be like a dip. Like we'll start, we'll do a review. I don't remember any of the jokes, mm-hmm. but then I'll slowly kind of start remembering if like something reminds me of it. Like, oh right. yeah, that kind of happened. Um, right now, I don't remember any jokes from the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, see, no jokes remembered, except the Flash getting hit in the nuts. But that's in the trailer. Yeah, the stuff in the trailer you remember because yeah. you see it six times. Yeah. So like, I think that, and like I said, like I don't remember. Uh, my mom pointed out that I said like a lot, mm. and I'm realizing that, so I'm going to try to do a better job. Okay. I could do a better job of, you know, not cursing all the time like your dad pointed out. Exactly. But why fix too much? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not fixed, why break it? If it's already broke, why bother fixing it? There you go. <laughs> Wish we had that uh, attitude when it came to the broken pipes in my house. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I... I when, when we came for the review, I didn't remember any of the jokes, and since they put so much weight on the jokes, the rest of the movie was just kind of mediocre. Yeah. And that's why I left it going, that was so much fun, because it was really funny and really charming, and mm-hmm. then thinking about it, I was like, nah, really no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not a great, not a great, not a great movie. And I think that that might be something that is just a problem. That's why comedy movies don't stick around um yeah the only reason due date stuck out to me is because it was one of the first comedy rated r movies i ever watched Mm. and it taught me how to use the word fuck oh (laughs) and i watched iron man just like Mm -hmm. well i think it was uh iron man made coffee with uh zach galifianakis's grandmother's ashes (laughs) is that scene that happened um but i mean it's just Humor also, I, I I think I'm in the same boat. The humor just doesn't stick around. So is that maybe a universal thing, or are we just weird? Why don't you guys let us know? Because <laughs> I, I can't make that claim. <laughs> I, I am completely spitballing here, because uh, I figured this would be a fun episode, just kind of spitball stuff. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a spitball, not cough hairball. Was that... Speaking of hairballs, the Cats trailer was also before the... Oh, God. That is... That did not need to happen. Ooh. Of all musicals, literally of all musicals, anthropomorphized animals is not one that we need. Yeah. I can think of a million music... I can think of four musicals that, <laughs> that could do a movie. <laughs> bye Bye Birdie. Which I don't think there's been a movie about that one yet. Don't think so. Uh, Fiddler on a Roof, which there's definitely been a yep, movie. Great My movie. Fair Lady, which has definitely had a movie. Yep. And it... Okay, so we can... My Fair Lady, not originally based on a musical, though. Really? Yeah, Look. based on a play. Play. And then was adapted into a straight-up drama. It's one of those ones that was made as a drama in the 30s mm-hmm. and then a musical in the 50s. So I was going to say Les Mis is my fourth one, but that's also got a really quality movie that I like that mm-hmm. I think we're, I'm good with that one. Uh-huh. Uh, so my fourth one's actually going to be, we need a Jekyll and Hyde one because that's something they need to do with the movie. Okay. Because like, don't bring up the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> that is an, a, a 
gross abomination and bastardization of that character. Yeah. <laughs> Those characters. But uh, no, I'd love to see a Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. movie. Like the idea that he's like, all you do is like, you can change the way that he looks a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. make it literal a little bit, but not have him turn into the Hulk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, no, I was, I was theorizing just briefly in my head here that, um, <laughs> yeah, that's where we were. Wow. We took yeah. A detour. Well, he was like a, it's kind of a, it's almost a bonding mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, I mean, it's kind of poorly understood scientifically. And I also am kind of a poor understander of stuff. This is a little outside of my realm of expertise, but one of the prevailing theories, I think on why we do humor and stuff is to form sort of bonds of social cohesion. So there's a lot of what goes into humor is putting yourself and the Joker that no, not that Joker, uh, <laughs> the the jokeist, <laughs> the joke fire, the, the, the comedian, the comedian. Okay. Um, into some sort of in group and you, you come together over shared knowledge. So mm-hmm. it's like a puns are sort of the basest form because there's like a hidden knowledge that you're both smart enough to get. You're both yeah. part of this in group. Um, and then of course there's like the John Cena joke. Yeah, exactly. That he, that was humor because it put us into a group together where yep. we have a special shared understanding, and so it's a <coughs> it's kind of an evolutionary trait. So maybe that's more tied to like specific time and place because then it's like you're interacting with that person, you bond with that person. I also I want to add to that. I think humor is a fleeting bond, okay, a very fleeting bond. Okay, um, for example, some acquaintances and friends i made through high school like we i that's when i learned to be funny mm-hmm. that, that i'm not funny that's when i learned to try to be funny and <laughs> had mild success with it um and i would i would make jokes with them and we had some fun times we hung out a lot but almost all of them are gone like mm-hmm. i just i don't talk to any of them anymore um except for two nick and tiercy mm-hmm and with them, I shared much more emotional bond with. Like, we actually, like, had serious conversations and actually bonded over, like, mm-hmm. uh, life stuff and stuff. like, And, like, just actually had more of an emotional bond. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that sticks more, obviously, like, you get closer. Um, I The friends that, that I've made, like you guys, our friend group, you guys are not going to disappear out of my life forever. Like, because I've had such a... I, it, might not even be reciprocated. It's just the fact that I've constantly uh, like bombarded you guys with my depression. So now I am like rooted <laughs> in you. <laughs> um, but it's the, it's that difference that the people that I made bonds with just being funny and kind of hanging out casually. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that I did at the same time bonded with emotionally, mm-hmm. the ones that I bonded with emotionally stuck around a lot easier and it's easier to hang around with. Mm-hmm. So putting that in the perspective of movies, you walk away from Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home and it's really funny but there's really not much emotional impact to mm-hmm. it. You walk away there's really nothing like the fleeting bond that you had with that movie is no longer there yeah. 4 hours later. You remember that it felt good but you don't remember how it felt. Right. And and then you have the movies like The Hunt. That was the exact example I was going to use. Where you walk like you walk away from that movie just eviscerated emotionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember 
oh so many just so fine details about that movie yep just so vividly and i've only seen it once yeah and i saw it on like on a kind of a shitty projector tv and like it just the emotional bond is what stuck with me and that and that happens with like i remember the i remember the dramatic moments of movies i remember the intensity of black swan Mm -hmm. so much and just stuff like that and then i remember the emotional points of thor ragnarok yeah like when he's just like a mess yeah and the i one of the most vivid parts of uh endgame Mm -hmm. is hawkeye losing his family oh yeah because it's just right in the heart immediately yeah and it's the emotional parts and i think that's something that movies need to understand is you have to put emotion into you have to make the people feel for them to walk away from that movie and remember it right i mean of course there's a lot of movies that people make with no intention of it being remembered yeah the whatever it was the one i can't even remember due date that's the (laughs) one no one they didn't (laughs) they didn't make that movie with the intention of it being in the library of no okay I want to. I'm gonna go back and watch it. I actually own it. Okay. On DVD, so it looks like I'm never gonna fucking watch it. Uh, I don't. Who owns a DVD player anymore? I do. Apparently, we do too. We have we have four consoles that all play DVDs. So huh? anyway, backtracked on that joke. Uh, um, no, that's that's. I'm gonna go a... watch it. I haven't seen it since it came out, mm-hmm. and I need to go back and watch it because there may have been emotional stuff. But uh, I was a kid when I watched it, and yeah. I just deregistered all, right. all emotional things. Let's let's say the Hangover because that's a very popular. I've seen it. Comment. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say it because I've seen it. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that's a movie they made with the intention of it making to like the Library of Congress, yeah, registry of significant and important films or whatever they call it. Yep, that's a movie they made because people look at that and say, "I'm going to go in and I'm going to have a good time in those two hours, and then maybe I'll come back because I know I had a good time and I'll have a good time again." It's not going to stick with me. It's not yeah. going to have any eternal underlying meaning for me or anything. It's like a hookup. Yeah. Because I'm speaking to an audience that surely knows all about that. Fuck, we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just as general culture knows that like hookups are just emotionless, and it's you probably don't even remember their name two uh, uh, two months later, yep. stuff like that. But then when you date someone, you put yep. emotional connection. You wake up it. with a hangover and hopefully not a due date. <gasps> Matt, I am so proud of you. That was good. I am so proud of you. <laughs> that was really, really good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, comparing movies to sex. Uh, yep. um, but yeah, so yeah, like you said, they just didn't intend for it to be like that. Another example I thought of, uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. You remember all those fucking impactful moments? Yep. Also, I remember John, all of John Mulaney's lines just because I love John Mulaney. Right. I have an emotional connection to John Mulaney because I'm mm-hmm. in love with him. Mm-hmm. So there was an emotional connection to his humor. Right. <laughs> John Mulaney is my equivalent to your uh, Idris Elba. That's like, fair. I'm not sexually attracted to his body like you are with Idris Elba. Right. But I am sexually attracted to his mouth. Wow! That, um, I was going for, like, what, what he what said. you meant to say? <laughs> I was going for, like, his humor and what he was saying. But... Freudian slip there. Uh, <laughs> did you hear the hesitation? Yep. Like, like, it was leaving my throat, and my mouth was like, no, no, stop it. But yeah, it but was it was leaving. leaving your throat. <laughs> God. Wait. Damn it. <laughs> Moving on. What a uh, weird episode. This is, oh, uh, man. Idris Elba's in Cats, and there's like one is shot. Is he? Of, yeah. There's like one shot of him in the trailer, and I'm just like, oh. 
Oh, you poor man. Ooh. Let me hold you. Ooh. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't want to talk about cats. No. I don't want that movie to exist. No. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> so I think we found one route of changing opinions mm-hmm. is you can like a movie a lot, but what it, what sticks with you is actually like the emotional connection mm-hmm. to it. And that's why opinions can – so opinions – so we, we talked – so we've kind of addressed like opinions from you watching it and your opinion of it later. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is is connected to your psychology of your emotions, the humor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but you also want to talk about your opinions going into it and how right. other people's opinions can affect what you think right. of when you're going into a movie. Yeah. And so that's that's always it's always an interesting thing for me because I always, always go into a movie and I kind of have this little low-key fear in the back of my head. Is the opinion that I'm going to form of this movie genuinely my own? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I don't know how to tell. Um, it kind of feels like as I've become more, say, mature in my movie watching Mm -hmm. that I've also come almost more into more accordance with like what the, the critics general consensus will be. Yeah. But if I know the critical consensus going in, then it suddenly doesn't feel like it's my own opinion. Yeah. So I don't, I, I genuinely don't know. Is it? All, all our opinions are converging because it's genuinely a good opinion about the movie mm-hmm. or is it just that one person said this and everyone kind of subconsciously piggybacked on it? Yeah. So I think people's opinions, I think it's something, so we're going to have a little bit different of an experience talking about this than the people who are listening and like casual people would mm-hmm. have because we've got more experience of knowing what we like and, through through the podcast actually has taught us more about like mm-hmm. evaluating it. Spider Man's a great example of yeah. like I left it and I would have loved it forever. Right. Before the podcast. But now the podcast I'm able to analyze and like I just Oh, excuse me. I understand what I like and what I don't. Yes, um, I ruined a movie for you. Woo! Uh and I ruined it for myself. You really didn't do much. <laughs> no. I started thinking about it, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I joked afterwards that I like I made your opinion come down, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it wasn't actually nope. that. <laughs> um But other people I think there <clears throat> is that. Um so for example, Spider Man Far From Home, uh Stevie told me that it was a really good movie and she was mm-hmm. excited for me to go see it. And when I went to see it, I was like, Oh, that was like kind of fun and I think that affected it. But uh, I've noticed lately that I am starting to have my own opinions. I will form my own opinion because a good example is Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. When I watched it, I was like, that was a pretty good movie. I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and watch it for like the craft, like try to find more craft because I, for some reason, blanked for the two hours that I was watching it that that's the way that he works <laughs> through crafting and not just yeah. straight humor. So like I was just like, oh, that was kind of adequate. And both you and Andrew were like, I'm going to burn down your entire house and andrew was like i'm gonna burn down our house (laughs) um you guys were just like not happy like i had a very different opinion and i think that i've learned i'm able to shut that off like i know someone's opinion Mm -hmm. um i respect your opinions like oh this movie's good Mm -hmm. like when you guys told me to watch the hunt like okay so this movie must be good and i was watching like holy shit, this movie's really good. I don't think either of us had seen it going in either. Though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I know I hadn't. Was it part of the 20, like one of our Yeah, years? it was one of the ones that I was seriously intending to watch for gotcha. that particular episode. So, 
Um, but so stuff like Spotlight, I think Andrew said that's in his top ten. Oh, it was an adequate movie oh. for me. Really, Spotlight? I think so. Huh? What was the other movie? I, like it's, I, it's good, but I think there was another. Uh, uh, he said like I think he said like top ten, and I was just like, it's a good movie. It's like I like the in, uh, inspector and in, in investigation and mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, and justice. But uh, I mean, it's just it's kind of a straightforward movie, I guess. Like that. Like, and, and yeah. that's like kind of where I had my own opinion that. I him telling me that because I didn't know that was in his top ten until after I'd watched it. And he said that, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, you have your opinion. I've got my own." Mm-hmm. And I was able to like kind of block that. Yeah, and I think I think that's something a skill that we've developed yeah. as we've become more serious about yeah consuming media. And that's why I was saying that like <coughs> I think the people that are listening is going to be a little bit of a disconnect between us and them because they haven't been doing a podcast for almost two and a half years, right? And where I f- we learned to do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, if we kind of have a small amount of power where. If you come across someone reasonably open-minded but not super seriously set in their mm-hmm. understanding and opinions of movies, we could probably talk them up or down on Who something was they've it? already seen. Oh, it was it was Mara. Actually, I think I did this mm-hmm. to my sister. Uh, we were talking about Solo, and she like t- said that she really liked it, and I gave my two big reasons for why it's garbage, and she was like, "Fuck, you're right." I don't know if I like actually fully changed her opinion, but like I. I made her realize, like, and mm-hmm. that's, I feel bad for doing that. I don't like ruining movies for people. Right. But, like, I also don't want movies like Solo to get more than it deserves. That's fair. <laughs> funny funny side tangent. Um, we, uh, Lion King finished, and uh, Hannah was quizzing me on some of the people in the voice cast, and she's like, oh, Donald Glover was Simba. I don't remember him. Who was he? And I was like, oh, he was Lando and Solo. And she kind of was like. I completely forgot that movie existed. So you just mentioned it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's I progress. Keep forgetting. What's the movie that I keep forgetting exists? Oh, Suicide Squad. Right. I keep forgetting Suicide Squad exists. <laughs> it's like so bad. It's just like its own garbage. Yeah. Worse than BVS. Yep. Which is weird to say. No, but like that that manipulating people's opinions things. I think I accidentally did that in the opposite direction with Europa Report, um, but preemptively. Okay. Because I watched it just completely on a whim. I, um, especially previously when my, I was still trying to build my watch list up instead yeah. of cut it down, <laughs> I would just kind of I like if I found a movie I'd watched, I'd just chain it through IMDb. Be like, all right, well this director, and then it recommends these movies, and then oh that mm. one looks interesting, and just follow that rope down a while. You made a mistake with that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so, um, a Europa Report ended up on that list and I watched the trailer and I was like, you know, that looks pretty good. It looks like it got decent mm-hmm. reviews on Metacritic and it was on Netflix. So I watched it and I was like, this is really great. And I immediately turned around the next day and recommended it to my mom and brother. Mm-hmm. And I really talked it up. Um, but in kind of specific terms of like, it's a sci-fi movie, but it's very grounded and sort of serious about how it approaches the stuff. And it doesn't get itself blown out of proportion with melodrama. It's much more just story driven and stuff. Um, it's just got an Instagram. Oh, follow us gauge. He, he did. Oh, <laughs> that's why I know he just requested to follow us. <coughs> gauge. Yeah. Welcome to Instagram. Let's we'll post something weird to welcome him. Uh, okay, that was my personal one. Now I got to go get the the actual because <laughs> he also followed my personal one. Ah, yep. Anyway, continue. Um, anyway, so I I talked it up and I 
I don't know because I again I don't have a counterfactual. They never saw it without uh-huh. having heard my opinion, but they also both really liked it for the exact reasons I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of I, I kind of feel like maybe I had something to do with that, and like, um, I feel like I do this accidentally with Hannah sometimes, where I'll be like, um. I've definitely talked the Hobbit movies down in her mind. Cause when I first met her, she's like, Oh, these are great. They're so fun. Uh, I also did that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I've made a, I, my mom actually, I think my mom hated him as well. Cause okay. she was a huge Lord of the Rings reader and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So she she so read, she yeah, she knew hates them. Yeah. She knew. Yeah. But she really liked them. And I, I feel like gradually over the course of having known her, I've talked them down in her mind to the point where she uh-huh. hasn't rewatched them, but now she dislikes them. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I was actually, since we spitballed this topic together this afternoon, um, realizing we didn't have anything to record on. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> did you get that? I did. Good. I'm filming stuff just uh, to greet Gage to our Instagram. Uh, <laughs> where was it going? Oh, I was saying, I think the same thing happened to me with the Star Wars prequels. Because... Like I came in with the Star Wars prequels and I watched them as a kid and they were a major part of my upbringing. <laughs> and I was like, these, these are these fun movies and they've got such good lightsaber fights and all this. And number three is dark, but I, I didn't think about them very critically. And then without ever having rewatched them, I kind of realized that there was this culture around pop culture. And as I got into that, I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to hate the prequels. And the reasons all made sense to me, and they do make sense to me as I uh, when I went back and rewatched them. I guess it's been a while, but uh-huh. relatively recently, yeah, like more recently than when I thought they were great because I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the zeitgeist and the the general spirit of the the pop culture verse took me down, and I wonder how many people that happened to, and how many people genuinely do form these opinions and how many just kind of have them put upon themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of an unanswerable question, but it's an interesting one to think about. Yeah. I got nothing else to add. All right. I got a couple other things I wanted to, little directions I wanted to go. Yeah. Cause there's actually a fourth inciting incident that I, um, i made up the Ragnarok one. I didn't make it up, but I forgot my actual third one. Oh, and so I had yep. to come up with another third one on the spot, but I yep. remembered my other third one. <clears throat> so the Oklahoma City, I I guess it's Oklahoma City Museum of Art or something, mm-hmm. uh, was doing an exhibit a couple months ago on French art, and so they had they're gonna have a bunch of famous French paintings and a, including a couple of, like the big ones that I mm-hmm. don't know I know jack squat about painting, but uh, Starry Night was by Van Gogh. Yep. Van Gogh. I think it was uh, maybe they're gonna have a Monet or something or oh. a couple of Monets, like you know people I'd actually heard of. Yeah. And they were going to have an accompanying film series of famous French films. And in the background of this advertisement, they were playing the famous theme from Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which I watched over winter break. That's the French musical. Uh, It's entirely sung and La La Land completely rips it off. Gotcha. Um, And it's, it's an incredible movie. Um, but it's got this this one really great musical theme, just a gut-wrenchingly beautiful melody that comes in maybe a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it, in as much as the movie has acts, it'd be about the first act, end of the first act. Okay. And 
the first time I heard that melody, it was stuck in my head already. And yeah. that's that's rare. Even for like musicians like us, for a melody to stick on the first hearing like yeah. that, that's impressive. Yeah. And so <coughs> um, I came out of that movie. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. It's uh-huh. one of my favorite musicals. It's um, my dad's a he's not a serious movie watcher, but he's a bit of a connoisseur of musicals uh-huh. and it's in his top five. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And, um, I, so, oh, so the reason I bring it up is because this French film series, they play the theme and I thought, Oh, they're going to show umbrellas of Cherbourg. I'm going to take Andrew and I'm going to take Preston. And I'm going to take Hannah and I'm going to take everyone I know. And we're going to go see it and it's going to be great. And then it wasn't even on the list. Oh, so that was stupid false advertising, but it kind of, it got me thinking this, just this little musical motif feels like where I have all of this emotional energy focused into it's, I don't remember a lot about the movie. Uh-huh. I remember a few moments and I remember the shape of the plot cause it's roughly La La Land. Yeah. Very roughly La La Land. Um, and it's very colorful, but that one musical theme has so much emotional weight that I'm wondering if my retroactive love of the movie is because I just like the music so much. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where you tie your opinions into the emotional stuff, your lasting yeah. opinions and that uh, music music's an emotional yeah. trigger. So, I mean, and that like, I think, <coughs> uh, an example probably could be wonder woman for me, maybe on that similar oh, yeah. note. Yeah, like, yeah. um, not a great movie, pretty much captain America with slightly different people. I think, I think it's, it's a good movie. It's a marginally better version of Captain America. It's a it's better? a good okay. it's a good superhero movie. Yeah, but it's not like but it's perfect. Yeah, it's formulaic. But like, I love it a lot purely because of the music and the and her entrance in BVS. Yeah, like there's just this attachment to Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah, that is just like, you know, she actually wasn't like really good in Justice League. Like that movie didn't really do much with her mm-hmm. very well. Right. But, like, I'm still, like, all in for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all in. All in. Remember that fucking happening? Yeah, that was, that was a thing. Stupid. It's probably still a thing. Yeah. Oh, they're all out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, like, I, that, like, the music, that also, like, just the, mm-hmm. that awesome, like, yeah, moment. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going back to your Roper Report. That's my all-time favorite movie score. Mm-hmm. And it, that might be part of, I've never rewatched it. I only watched it that first time, but my, just cause I love that music might be why that the movie sticks out so well in my yeah. head. So music does it. Yep. I'm sure there's plenty of other reasons for <coughs> an hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes. Yep. And I have work tomorrow and I'm tired. I work tomorrow. I'm tired. I also want to real quick say yes. though, cinematography also sticks with me. Um, and like particular cinematographic moments. So there's a couple of shots from the hunt just sort of that I that really stick out. Just sort of the really vague ones too. Mm-hmm. Like just in the woods. Like and it's the kind guy, of a sense of the the guy that's got the sun behind you. You can't really yeah, see his face. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, so there's this movie that I'm going to talk a lot about when we get to our 2017 movies. Cause it's probably my number two movie of that year. Okay. Um, called loveless and it's, it's Russian. It's very depressing and very bleak. Fucking speaking my speaking my language there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, no, so I'm not gonna, Russian. I'm gonna need to introduce you to Andrei Zvyagintsev because Andrei Zvyagintsev seven seven Sev? 
Zwergenzef. A, a wagons, wagonson? Zwergenzef. So it's a wagonson. Nikolaj. Nikolaj. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he'd be up your alley. He's depressing and European and... That's me! <laughs> slightly funny, but like in the absolute darkest sense. But, um... Well, I'm the slightly funny, but not the darkest yeah. sense. I kind of typically go with the brighter humor. Yeah. Brendan's the dark humor one of our group. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Loveless is, it's really great. It's really bleak. It, um, Dugansev, his director's trademark is he always opens with maybe a minute or two, maybe a minute or three of just still landscape type shots or shots of just particular images that are really likely to stick in your head. Mm -hmm. And Loveless opens, it's a lot of like winter. So there's some snow and snow on trees and a half frozen river and kind of like a, um, I don't know, sort of a bleak, rundown Russian old Soviet-era apartment building that no one's living in, and mm -hmm. there's snow coming in at the windows and whatnot. Um, and just that opening sequence, has it, it runs in my head every day or so. Yeah. Just <clears throat> very particular images from that. And I don't remember a lot about the movie, but I remember that I really liked it. I mean, I could I could explain the plot to you, but there's not much in the way of particular scenes that stick out at me. Mm -hmm. um, but that opening, just that cinematographic mood setting. Yeah. It's, it's not so sharply emotional, but I guess if it colors your emotional palette, then when you get those emotional connections, maybe it sticks out more. Yeah. <clears throat> I also, I don't know. I think I'm just a little more reactive to cinematography mm -hmm. than some people like, I really, really liked Rogue One, and I think part of that is just that I really liked the cinematography. Okay. Um, I did not like Rogue One. That's one that people have not swayed me. Honestly, that's actually one that people, it's like a gear where like people mm -hmm. try to twist me to be like, to make it like it more, and it just makes me like it less. <laughs> and I'm yep. like, I'm at the point where I'm like, that is one of the fucking worst movies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. I don't like it at all. But Yeah, that's fair. But I just I really like the cinematography, and I think that bumps it up a little bit in my head. Yeah. Um, Prometheus is another one. I know it's a bad movie, but I couldn't help enjoying it because yeah. it hit that right. I've got like a particular sort of grayish color palette that really gets me going for some reason. It's weird. I'm gonna put this in. I'm gonna put this call forward, uh, and so we're gonna have to do this episode soon. Mm -hmm. Did you just say something that contradicts your own opinion that art is subjective? No, because I like recognize... You know it's bad, but you still like it, yeah. so therefore art is subjective. You have your subjective opinions. There is an objective truth. Those don't necessarily line up. Okay. It was funny because Andrew, Andrew's like fully on my side, <coughs> but he cool. mixed up subjective and objective. Ha! So he was like, no, art is entirely objective. And I'm like, so you think... That a that a painting is is definitively good if it's good. He's like, no, like people have opinion. I'm like, that's subjective. He's like, oh, oh, then I'm on your side. Fuck Matt. No, he's Freudian <laughs> slipped there. He knows he's gonna come over to the light side. <laughs> yeah, we have, we're having a conversation. Matt and I actually are very on opposite sides. We're actually like, I don't know if you are. I'm slowly kind of putting together points to kind of back up. And we're gonna actually have like this a, is this is the great philosophical argument I've been preparing for my entire life. Oh, good. I'm gonna get annihilated. Yeah. I'm be like, look, I am so prepared on this. <laughs> I'm going to actually start doing research then and actually like put effort. Okay. okay. We're going to have an actual debate of like whether art is subjective or objective. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, um, any last thoughts? Um, I don't think so. There's just, it's a lot of interesting stuff on where your opinions actually come from. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a good moral that we can all take away here mm-hmm. is that it's, it's important to try to cultivate your own opinions about things. And that means being aware of possible influences on your own opinion. Yep. Acknowledge them, respect them, take them in if they make sense to you. I think a big important thing you just said, respect them. Fuck. Yeah. Don't like, unlike kind of what I mentioned, I try not to tell people like what they should think about yeah. movies. Um, like if someone asks me why I don't like it, I will spew. Yes. Like someone was Gladly. like, uh, like, um, I was asked why I don't like solo. So I told them my reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, if someone comes out and is like, Oh, I really like that movie. But like, really? I mean, I don't really like it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Subjective. Yeah. It's objective. You're allowed to be wrong, but I don't care if you're <laughs> wrong and happy about it. <laughs> we're just all, like building up this debate. Yep. Like... <laughs> uh, and then we're probably going to realize like 15 minutes into the episode that we actually agree. Just we have overarching different terminology for <laughs> what we're thinking about. <laughs> Maybe. We do have a tendency to do that, actually. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Shells? Well, let's shout. Okay. I, you, I wasn't so certain that you were done, so I was yeah. like... I mean, this is one of those interesting ones. We could we could write a book about this, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll cut it short. We'll let the audience fill in the gaps. Yeah. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundClouds and iTunes and... Pod, did I say SoundClouds, plural? Yep. Sound... Sound cloud... Cloud formations. Sound thunderstorms. Sound... Sound of body and mind. I am not. Uh... <laughs> That was a declination of sanity. <laughs> SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. That's where we are. Uh, we're also on Facebook. So if you've got thoughts on uh, where opinions come from and where yours come from and whether you think you're very good or very bad at forming your own opinions and um, all that, <coughs> hit us up on Facebook and tell us tell us your experience. Try and experiment. Try going into a movie completely blind, like not knowing anything about it, about the reviews, having no no prejudgment whatsoever, and then try going into one where you've read all the reviews and seen all the trailers and read a couple articles about it and stuff and see if your opinions match up more closely one one or the other. And cool, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, just just this this is a fun idea to think about. So bounce, bounce it around and tell us, tell us what you think. Uh, we're also on Twitter at JusticeLosersPod and Instagram at JusticeLosersPod. We've got a Gmail, JusticeLosersPod at d- gmail.com. Where, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Gotta get that Google. Like Google, but with the D. That's what the joke was. <laughs> yep. That's Matt for explaining the joke. Took me half a second longer than it should have to get it, <laughs> and so I had to explain it to myself just to justify the awkward silence. Um you're not allowed to send anything to our Gmail till Mark sends us his Bionicle theory. So, unless it's a Bionicle Mark, theory. So, Mark, come on. get on this. Uh, I think that's a, all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point. Uh, we don't have much in the way of pre-planning, so if you've got ideas for episodes we should do in the near or less near future, hit us up on one of those places I just listed, because uh, we could use some ideas. Um, uh, I can coming out this week so we might maybe next week we'll talk about how movies have ruined our childhoods possibly 
Something like that. Maybe. How have movies ruined your childhood? Is it because you watched Fifty Shades of Grey when you were nine? The movie came out like four years ago. If you were nine... Well, I'm talking about like movies that actually ruined like, your childhood. Like a biological <laughs> movie. What if they did a biological movie? Mark? They did some. Oh, Like some direct to dvd ones. How did that movie ruin it? Put that in your biological theory. Yeah. Can you even hear me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark, if you can hear Preston, leave a comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll maybe talk about childhoods being ruined next week um if your childhood was ruined ruined uh consult a therapist if your childhood if your childhood favorite things were ruined in media format on movies consult us because consult us, we're experts on that sort of thing yes. in as much as we're experts at anything yep. and experts can exist on that particular subject um yeah so i think i've said all the things i'm supposed to say so thanks for listening bye bye bye